Welcome to the Equipping You podcast, where our mission is to equip Alliance pastors and leaders to live spiritually healthy lives and lead healthy churches. Equipping You is a ministry of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org. Hey, 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 welcome back to Equipping You podcast. This is a special episode. Amazing, Alan. I love that sound. I'm glad you do. <laughs> Not sure all our listeners will. They'll still love us, though. Three or four of them will. <laughs> We're coming to you today from Reynoldsburg, Ohio, home of thousands of Nepali, Bhutanese refugees and immigrants. And to the first uh, Nepali Bhutanese city councilman in all of America, right here. That's fantastic. In Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So uh, significant because uh, we're talking about refugees and immigrants today. I'm Terry, CM leader for the Alliance. And I'm Alan, uh, director of development at Eastern PA Alliance, living in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is also the home of a significant Nepali uh, population. This is true. My neighbors, when I lived in Harrisburg, were uh, Nepali. Down the street from our church, there is a Nepali mall. Wow. There you go. Opportunity. It is. So also with us is Isaac Charles, who is uh, from India and leading a, a new church plant, New Alliance Church plant in Columbus for uh, Indian immigrants here in the uh, city. So uh, our guest today, Alan, is Kathy Sigmund, who is the um, chaplain and director for uh, Refugee and Immigrant Ministries at Allegheny Center Alliance Church. She is a licensed Alliance chaplain. She is the uh, chair of RAIN, Refugee and Immigrant Network for the Alliance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you've had some contact with uh, Kathy along the way, haven't you? Uh, only by email until this podcast episode, uh, because we have a couple of churches ministering to uh, Afghan refugees in our district. And let me tell you, Kathy and Rain have been uh, gold, gold. They're a great resource, great help. You're going to learn more about that as we jump into this episode. So grab yourself a Barma Soda Company Root beer. Wow. Never heard of that one before. That's a brand new one for me today, Terry. This is a Pittsburgh specialty. Apparently, our Pittsburgh listeners can confirm or deny. (laughs) But grab one anyway. Sit back. Relax. Here we go. So it's our privilege to uh, welcome to Equipping You podcast today, Kathy Sigmund. Kathy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's my it's my pleasure to be here and such a blessing to share with our family. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So uh, we like to let our listeners get to know our interviewees. So uh, Kathy, if you don't mind, uh, sh- share a little bit about your life, your spiritual journey, how you came to faith in Christ, how you sensed God's call to ministry. Yes. So um, I'm from a very strong um, Christian background. My great grandmother set the tone for all of us and trained us up in the the way of the faith. Um, But I didn't come to Christ until I was um, a teen. Um, I was at a like a Christian camp and just 
felt God's love and God's call on my life to follow him. And it's been a sweet, sweet journey ever since. Um, as I followed the Lord and I do mean it's, it's his love and his kindness that draws us right. Amen. So as, even as a young person um, and following the Lord, it was his just his overwhelming love and his forgiveness that just prompted me. Um, and so I went to a Christian college um, and in Christian college really wanted to be an international worker. Yeah. So prayed on that, prepared for that and prayed and asked. And God said, no, <laughs> so, I mean, he closed every single door. I was a strong student and everything. And I was like, how could this happen? But he uh-huh. had another path for me. And the path that he had for me was um, to go to graduate school. I, I went to a doctoral program in clinical psychology. Wow. And I argued with God so much about that. I was like, okay, God, how do people get saved through clinical psychology and (laughs) and whatnot? But in all honesty, it was that doctorate degree in clinical psychology that opened every single door per God's guidance, right? Per his will in my life for international ministry eventually. So um, that was the first and significant foundational call in terms of vocationally. But he used it um, in the church, outside the church, to just highlight the love of God, to highlight um, his passion for people and wanting to move and help hope and healing in in the lives of of folks. Um, But he did it through, uh, yeah, clinical psychology and the integration of faith in that area. Interesting. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is nice to look back over time and see how God is putting the pieces together that we didn't understand ahead of time. He's like that. So, you know, for all of us, uh, when we lead others in ministry, we're leading, kind of standing on the shoulders of those who have influenced us. So Mm -hmm. who's been influential for you in in developing as a leader? That's a a very, very nice question. Um, I'm I'm, going to mention these folks in chronological order. I already mentioned my great grandmother. So Mm -hmm. she set the tone. Amen. (laughs) Love that. Absolutely. And then that was followed by um, a dear brother in the Lord. Actually, we just we just lost him to coronavirus earlier this year. His name is Elder Mark Walden. Um, As a graduate student at a very, very large university who loved Jesus um, passionately, uh, I connected with um, this young man full of integrity, full of the spirit of God. Um, and this is going to sound arrogant. So I asked my alliance and other kingdom family to forgive me as I say this. But I really, really, as a young person, you know, and all, with all the temptations in life, I love Jesus Christ above and beyond all things. And I said, <laughs> and if you still, if you hear me, I always say I am married to God. He's my first and mm. one love. Um, I'm also married naturally, but this young man who came into, um, God brought into my life to raise me up into the things of God differently. And I do say raise up because he's an older brother in the Lord. I mean, he knew the word of God inside and out. Mm. He was a man full of integrity and moved in the spirit of God in such a way that I was like, because I knew I loved Jesus. He, when I thought of other people that has such strong passion, um, he's the one that comes to mind. Um, and he moved in Holy Spirit fullness um, in such a way, like God was using him in miracles of healing, miracles of like discernment. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And so he encouraged me to pray and to seek God um, in all sorts of ways um, that I ordinarily would not have moved in. 
but God used him in my life. And then finally, um, our own uh, Reverend Dr. Rock Dilliman had a significant impact in my life in the sense that uh, I entered, um, I'm a young adult, have a family, um, uh, working in the community, um, not going to ACAC Allegheny Center Alliance Church at the time, but heard about the work, the tremendous work that Allegheny Center Alliance Church was doing in the community. And so I said, oh, let me check this out. And I was checking it out on a professional level, not even to go to a mm-hmm. church. But when I walked into that church building, I realized God had shown me the church in a dream. That's That was miracle number one from my standpoint. But then when I heard uh, Pastor Rock preach, he was saying things I have never heard another person say. And like mm-hmm. and what he was saying was, and this is in line with his ministry that God had given him, Jesus is an Asiatic African Jew. And I had to do a double take, honestly, as a woman of color, I said, that could not be a white male <laughs> saying this. I know I really mean it. I was like, it was incredible and accurate, but it never even crossed my mind. And so that was the entry point God used um, to um, uh, just whet the spiritual appetite for what was happening at Allegheny Center Alliance Church that was not happening at that time. We're talking about, um, when was that? In the 90s. I mean, having a culturally diverse church was not the thing to do necessarily. It wasn't the hip thing. It was not the hip thing, but it was happening and it was Holy Spirit driven, mm-hmm. which would make would makes it all the sweeter and and mm-hmm. and all the better. So yeah. Love so it does. Love it. Yeah. So uh tell us about your ministry at and through ACAC in Pittsburgh and your role and the ways yeah, God's yeah. So God continued to um, just develop me at ACAC um, to see the power of cross-cultural ministry. And then he began to speak to me and dreams and visions. And I'm not making this up (laughs) Um, as a psychologist. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm I'm pretty sure that the leadership of the church thought I was going crazy. But as a psychologist, it was just not even a matter of She's going crazy, but it's like literally when I say God spoke to me, I mean, he spoke to me in a dream. He said to me um, and I had already uh, done like international work uh, through psychology with doing trauma care training with pastors all over the world. And um, so he spoke to me in a dream and he said, I want you to go to the Africans. And I was like, what do you mean go to Africans? I mean, you mean go back to Uganda, go back to Rwanda? What are you talking about? Go back to the Africans. And he's and that's all I got. Not a week later, and this is no exaggeration, we found I was working in a public housing project two miles up the street from Allegheny Center Alliance Church full of Somali Bantus. Now, if you don't, we never realized they were there. Somali Bantus, Somalians, um, as you know, are 99.9% Muslim. Mm -hmm. But God opened a tremendous door of ministry. When I told them about the dream, about how God spoke to me, that so resonated with them. And you would think, oh, they're Muslim. They don't want to have anything to do with, you know, Christians. Not so. God opened up a door where we were sharing faith. We were sharing resources. And that began refugee immigrant ministry at Allegheny Center Alliance Church. And it exploded from just that one public housing project. We had services, uh, refugee immigrant secondary resettlement services at the church. We grew um, two other missional posts in refugee immigrant ministry. 
And um, it, it was extremely exciting at the time. We just continued to grow. We had to ask our other Alliance um, family members in the district to help out. It was too much of a work for uh, Allegheny Center Alliance Church alone. So we got uh, just a number and that ministry continues on. And so I serve as chaplain uh, director of refugee um, immigrant ministry here at ACAC. That ministry grew into a district-wide ministry called Embrace, which is mm-hmm. encouraging missional um, bridges, relationships, and collaborative endeavors. Wow. And as you know, that grew <laughs> yeah. to a more national ministry. That's fantastic. That's a nice little uh, encapsulation of that. Appreciated that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this passion that you have is just bringing all kinds of blessings in that, in the context you're in, but it has its challenges too. Can you Absolutely. would love to hear about some of both of those. Okay. The blessings I think are <laughs> it's intrinsic in what I said. It's just like to see God move um, yeah. in so many people's lives, people who he has brought to us um, from all sorts of nations. It started with Smiley Band too, but it's bridged out to Syrians to all sorts of other uh, people groups, that's extremely exciting. What's extremely challenging is um, the impact of just sin in our world um, in an urban setting. Uh, We just had to, um, ACAC was um, the burial, the the funeral site for, um, I'm not sure if folks have heard about this, but on Easter morning uh, in an Airbnb here in the Pittsburgh area, we had a mass shooting um, involving 200 youth were in and were in an Airbnb. uh, My word. 10 shot, two passed away. um, And we, we were the, we, we held the funeral for one of the young people. And even as I think of it now, it's just devastating. Yeah, the challenges of those kinds of things um, in an urban setting, but it also just reflects the larger, you know, um, issue of brokenness and woundedness within our world. Mm. Yeah. So, Kathy, you obviously have a personal passion for immigrants and refugees. You you shared that already, and we're really appreciative of that. But also from its inception, the alliance has emphasized ministry to immigrants and refugees. And today we have a ministry within the Alliance called Rain. So talk to us about Rain and uh, how did it come into being? What specifically does it do? How many people in churches are involved? How can others get involved? Oh man, that's my heart. Rain <laughs> is my heart. And if I had a touch point, and I do within our Alliance family, it's the history that the Alliance has. Uh, with refugee and immigrants um, from, as, as you just mentioned, our inception. This was God's heart that he imparted to us. Uh, RAIN stands for Refugee and Immigrant Network um, of the Alliance. Uh, we started uh, with conversations with Kama, Mike Sohm, and Kama, along with uh, Rob Douglas, who was serving as a district mobiliza- mobilizer within the Western PA district uh, several years ago. And Rob was familiar with what we were doing as a district um, with refugee and immigrants. And he said, hey, Kathy, you need to have a conversation with Mike Somme because this seems like something we should do on a national level. And Mike has been um, our champion and he assisted in so many different ways in gathering us together. So we had a 
uh, inaugural steering committee uh, meeting, um, planning meeting back in, oh, about four years ago at, at our national office um, site. And we uh, came together with um, folks like uh, Rosilio Roman, um, church leadership from all over the country, envision leadership from all over the country. And we said, hey, we're going to do this. And, and Rain was born. Um, we have national leaders from all over the country working with us um, to uh, provide welcoming services, engaging um, equipping, training opportunities for Alliance and broader kingdom family and doing refugee ministry. And we see that as our primary goal. Our primary goal is to encourage and catalyze our Alliance family to reach out to our global neighbors that are right in our backyard. Love that. Great. Man, Great. I did not know the, all the story of how that came together, but I do know that rain has already been a blessing to churches in our Eastern PA district. Our people at Daybreak Church in Mechanicsburg speak wonderfully of the help that you've been to them, uh, and they're engaged with that. So thank you. So on that note, if a local church does have interest in reaching immigrants for Jesus, and of course they should, <laughs> not if, but they should have that, if, you know, and they're all around us, uh, where do they start? How can they build bridges to an immigrant community? I would say that's a, a, a at least two-pronged answer. We, we recommend everyone start with prayer. Mm. Um, and we believe that God has a role for each one of us. And sometimes that starts in prayer and remains in prayer. And we believe that prayer, of course, is the primary work of God's people. And we don't just mean that and say that, but we, 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 we um, have it as the um, foundation of all that we do. And Great. Some people may want to um, do refugee immigrant ministry, but they may live in an area that's so remote, but you can always pray. You can always, of course, financially give. The second thing we would say is connect with us. We have a a website, uh, rainalliance.org. Um, and um, on that website, we have an area that's, that tells everything that we do all the different um, ministry opportunities, and it says connect with us. And so we want to reach out. We have um, regional territory representatives, and um, we want you to reach out to us, and we would like to personally consult with you, work with you as you are begin the journey of, of um, refugee immigrant ministry. Yeah. So uh, over the last several months, many communities in the U.S. have received refugees from Afghanistan. Interesting little piece of that. One of our uh, military chaplains was positioned in the place where they entered the uh, country, which was a great opportunity for him to serve. But uh, probably more coming from Ukraine, if they're not already coming. Uh, How can a a local alliance church get involved in helping these refugees? Uh, What kind of help do they need? And uh, just give us a Give us an idea of the scope of Alliance churches that are helping with Afghan refugees, because I think a lot of us probably don't uh, have a, have the pulse on that. 
Yeah. So um, the the scope of um, helping, particularly Afghan uh, refugees or evacuees or parolees, um, all those words mean something different. But for our for our uh, purposes here, we'll say refugees yep. um, is enormous and overwhelming. Yep. I can't over I cannot overemphasize that um, every refugee resettlement agency and all refugees and evacuees go through resettlement agencies. Um, are overwhelmed. Yeah. What what um, they typically do in a span of let's say a year to eighteen months, they have been um, they have had to do in a span of weeks to like two or three months in terms of getting people set up, getting people resettled in um, apartments or more permanent living space has been just 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 overwhelming. So to answer that question, we have Alliance churches that are very, very small, 25, 50 people coming together, praying together, asking what they can do. So you have these little um, women's groups that do knitting or crocheting and and (laughs) volunteering and donating um, their crocheted goods or sewn goods. You have larger churches um, actually serving as secondary resettlement sites. You have every sort of church in between helping in so many various ways to providing um, places for housing to um, prov- uh, doing transportation uh, back and forth, whether it's to the social security office to get social security cards or to medical appointments or to just to the grocery store. We have churches that are um, helping in terms of welcoming um, Afghan uh, evacuees or refugees at the airport or inviting them over to their home for a meal. So no matter how small or how large you are, there's a role for churches to assist uh, Afghan evacuees, refugees. Love it. That is so encouraging. I tell you, we are, I just can't say how much it's been a blessing that you guys have been helpful to us. Cause you know, when you have a church in a district office, like I, I don't have that immigrant ministry experience. And when I, but when we have a church, this is, um, they're here. <laughs> what do we do? And I can say, <laughs> Well, I don't know, but I know someone who does. And uh, so right. I'm so appreciative uh, of what you guys are offering. We really are an alliance family and we're a team. And I think Rain is an excellent example of that. So thank you. Um, so you sprinkled in some stories along the way, but you tell us a couple of more stories of just how you've seen uh, the Lord work through you, through ACAC, just as you've you know, had this ministry to immigrants and refugees. We just love, just love to hear this stuff. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell a a couple of stories. One um, has to do with um, a Somalian, a Somali Bantu Muslim family. And then um, I'm going to connect it to the Afghans. And so one of the first things that um, we did, ACAC did, um, is we started to join the community. Um, And at First, it was just me and maybe a couple other folks. And so we went to a, a Muslim community meeting and we said, you know, hey, God called us and told us we are to help you. What do you need? And so in asking that question, what do you need? It opened such a door to ministry because here we are Christians and we are unequivocally identified with Jesus Christ. And we say he has told us. So it that opens up such a wide door for relationship and discussing discussions concerning the gospel. 
concerning who we are um, as Christ. And so um, we were having a Bible study for Congolese refugees. We, we, don't, we don't push the gospel on anybody, but we were having a Bible study for Congolese refugees and our Somali Bantu uh, friends hurt, overheard our Bible study and they wanted to join. And so we said, of course you can join. In the midst of this Bible study, they stand up and say, wait a minute, we believe in Jesus too. Now we know that there are some differences in the way that the Muslims gravitate to Jesus in the way we have accepted him as Lord and Savior, the Son of God and, and whatnot. But what a beautiful opportunity. So now let's fast forward to the Afghans. Same sort of situation. We join their community. One of our, um, our missions pastors here at ACAC, Bryce Goff, um, is having conversations with one of the leaders of the Afghan community. This guy is uh, very much a leader. He sees his Bible sitting on the desk. He, he grabs the Bible and he kisses it. And it's like, oh, my goodness. They have such a reverence for God. And even though it's different, they appreciate Jesus Christ and who he is to us. And they have an understanding. What a wide open door for the gospel. And I know this is probably not the idea of what you have for a story, but I just think it's such a God opportunity to share who he is in us and who he can be to them as well. Just uh, one last question, uh, Kathy. Uh, do you find that ESL uh, training training people in speaking English to be a helpful way of connecting people and and having an opportunity of witness? It's the primary way. It is wow. a primary primary way. And I'm so sorry I didn't mention no, <laughs> mention right. all the other things that yeah. we do. So uh, we work very closely with Great Commission ESL. That's what he. They're a part of Rain. Um, Bruce Lyman, who yep. is the yep. executive director, uh, leader, is obviously a part of Rain, and who goes um, throughout the country teaching English as a second language. He's not the only English as a second language partner that we have, um, but that is the primary way. And I can't say that um, too strongly uh, for us to connect with with other people groups. English, they need it as a part of the resettlement process. If they do not get English, they all of the benefits and resources go away. Way. So if a church is interested at all in um, connecting, no matter how small, again, no matter how large, you can always connect around English as a second language. And that was totally my bad. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So, no problem at thank all. Thank you for the prompt. Thank you uh, so that's much. Quite all right. Well, hey, we appreciate what you do. We sure do, Kathy, and, and uh, your heart, heart pulsates with love for Jesus and love for people. Enjoy. All kinds of people and joy, exactly. So uh, we're uh, we're grateful for you, and uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. I know it's had a great impact on our listeners. Thank you, and it's been such a pleasure just sharing um, what God has put on our hearts and just encouraging our Alliance family. Please give us give us a call. Uh, go to our website. We need you. We want you, and we would love to just share uh, what God has been doing with us and how God may be um, calling you too to refugee immigrant ministry. Fantastic! Thanks a bunch. Thank you so much. So a great episode where absolutely significantly we featured rain. And if you're hearing a noise in the background, it is rain. It is raining. It is hard. really raining hard here in Reynoldsburg. It is. So uh, we want to mention September 8th to the 10th, 2022 coming up soon. There will be a rain conference in uh, Sacramento, California at the Arab American 
Community Center there. And uh, so uh, look for more information on that on the RAIN website. Love Kathy Sigmund, uh, Alan, and her uh, ministry and passion. What'd you think today? I mean, well, you said the first word, passion. Uh, I Two other words that come to my mind are love. Uh, she just loves doing what she does. Yeah. And the privilege, it's a privilege for her to yeah. do this. She just is so thankful for that. And joy. Yeah. Uh, there was just constant joy as she talked about uh, this ministry that she gets to be a part of. And uh, that that certainly is a contagious thing. And it, it, and I'm encouraged. And I, you know, you pointed out the conference coming up. I, we wanted to also point out that there is a online uh, webinar you can watch. It's actually hosted at, uh, at Crown's website, Crown University's website. And uh, we'll put the, uh, it's a three-part webinar that you can watch uh, just to get an introduction to refugee ministry. Uh, so we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well uh, so that people can see that. Very helpful stuff. So lots of resources for you and um, uh, get involved, please, in uh, ministry to refugees and immigrants in your area. If you have none in your area, like Kathy said, you can still pray and you can still give. And so uh, we appreciate that. So next episode, we'll start season eight. Alan, can you believe it? I can't believe it. Season eight. And do you know what that means, Terry? I do not, but I can't wait to hear. Well, it just means that we've had an incredible privilege of talking to a lot of great guests. It also means that we're getting closer and closer to episode 100. Wow. Right. Now, it's still a little ways off here, but, you know, we're going to have to do something special when that time gets here. Always something to look forward Absolutely. to. Absolutely. So, so uh, season eight, episode one will be Michael Carrion. And uh, he was a speaker at Exponential mm -hmm. this year. Yes, sir. And you're going to enjoy uh, hearing what he has to say about ministry in uh, his ministry in New York City and a ministry in the urban environment. Yes. So um, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. So we'll see you back next time. Meanwhile, keep the faith. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Equipping You podcast. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing and rating our channel. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org.